You live in illusion, in the appearance of things. There is a reality, but you do not know this. When you understand this, you will see that you are nothing. And being nothing, you are everything. That is all. Thank you for stopping in. My name is Matt, and this is the Imperfect Buddhist Podcast. We talk about the struggles of incorporating Zen Buddhism and mindfulness into daily life. So this episode is going to be about anger and strong emotions. And as Buddhists or mindfulness practitioners, how we work with anger and the struggles I've experienced with it through some personal stories. I think it's important to talk about anger when we talk about Buddhism and mindfulness because it's one of those tricky emotions or tricky experiences, especially when it's guiding your actions. It's hard to think of yourself as a mindfulness practitioner or a Buddhist when you're angry or you've just gotten done raising your voice at someone or slamming down a cup or something like that. It's hard to think of yourself as, you know, a person that's practicing peace when you're angry or when you've done something angry. And so I want to unwrap some of those experiences so maybe we can view them in a different light. I think potentially our relationship with anger as Buddhists and mindfulness practitioners could be a poor one. A lot of us are maybe not in touch with our anger, maybe afraid of it, potentially suppressing it, potentially being controlled by it. Our society treats anger, rage somewhat in a similar way, except for when it's being glorified on Movies like The Punisher, you know, someone that's been wronged and they must right themselves through some violent act. But our culture is also has a, a kind of a sick relationship when it comes to anger or really any negative emotion, it seems like right now. It seems like we're kind of in this, you know, the positive mindset kind of thing. Personally, my relationship has been, it's been a struggle. I've, I have flashes of anger. I have flashes where I feel a bit out of control or like I'm helpless in in a moment. I feel beside myself because I feel like I'm doing, I'm doing all the things necessary, you know, to have a peaceful mind, but yet I'm mad at somebody or raising my voice at someone over something pretty insignificant in the grand scheme of things. It's been a struggle for me on and off, especially in the workplace. My anger tends to rear its head in work, especially in situations where things are chaotic. What what does Buddhism, you know, what does classic Buddhism text have to say about anger? I love following the 16 Bodhisattva precepts, and there's specifically one that says, do not indulge anger, cultivate equanimity. You are a brilliant sea of clouds. You are a dignified sea of clouds. Talks about taking the illusion of self too seriously. Recently, I work, I work at a bookstore that's somewhat clamoring with people at different times. And in this certain instance, we had a long line of customers, their arms full of books. I tend not to notice people tapping their feet, but I imagine maybe they're tapping their feet, a little bit impatient, but I'm working as fast as I can. And in those moments where I'm moving fast, I tend to forget my breath. I tend to forget where I'm at. And there's someone I work with, I get along with for the most part, but for whatever reason in this moment, This person asked, or rather told me to hand them something from behind the counter when I was dealing with, you know, this long line of customers and I was rushing. And 
I felt a little bit of a fire in my stomach, a tightness, and I felt the need. I felt wronged in that moment, but at the time I didn't identify that. All I did was, you know, burst out and say, are you kidding me? Do you see how hard I'm working? See how busy I am? And examining it, it had more to do with my feelings of being, my time not being respected, just kind of a lack of awareness on the other person's part. So I felt that I had been diminished and wronged and I needed to defend myself. Another another work experience, the gentleman I worked with who he was a new manager. I'd been working there for a while and he began working there and things had begun to deteriorate with us when we were working together. And again, it always comes back to this, I guess, sensation of being wronged, being diminished, you know, someone stepping over a boundary that you can't permit. In this situation, I had, again, I'd, I was standing, I was doing, working something. This person walked up behind me and stood there at least my interpretation of his body language was move, peasant. And that was it. You know, that flicked the switch. It was like, you're not going to disrespect me, you know. And again, yeah, it's hard to work with that mind that wants to defend. It's very animal, right? We're working, we're working with thousands and thousands of years of evolution, you know, to, to defend a territory, to defend self, to defend honor, you know, like two elk, their antlers echoing through the mountains as they ram their heads into each other to assert dominance. So when we're in those, when we're in those situations, especially as mindfulness practitioners or Zen practitioners, Buddhists, especially when our awareness is pulled away in different directions, you know, we could be helping a bunch of customers. We could be busy with the kids and our mind is pulled in and distracted with all this stuff that's going on. We're not in our bodies. We're not embodied in that moment. Then something like anger has a sense to take over. But again, it to me is a very natural reaction, especially in those circumstances where we feel like one of our boundaries has been crossed over. Our personal space has been invaded. Whether we are correct or incorrect in our assessment of that, our reaction is anger. There's something powerful about examining anger examining that face that we don't want to look at. Recently, I had a dream that makes me understand, you know, Freudian Freudian dream psychology. I never really, there, I've had some experiences with dreams that we can talk about another time, but I never really understood, you know, I guess I've understood the power, the power of dreams and their ability to help us process our subconscious. But particularly when it comes to anger, I had a experience recently with some dreams that pretty profound, at least for me. <laughs> so in my dream, standing outside of this house, and there's these four or five people standing there. And one of them is his presence is scaring me to the fact where I can't even I hesitate to not look, but I look up and it's my face, but I'm angry. You know, my face is is tight and scary. And this person's just the rage is just looking right into my soul. And, and instead of looking away at being afraid, I look at and just embrace what I'm looking at, what I'm seeing. And that face began to change almost into a sad face from when I remember. There's a sadness, there was a pain there. And these other characters, I don't remember everything about each of them. There was one of the characters that I remember that maybe I'll share another time. But these these people I was looking at were different aspects of myself. And I remember I kind of brought them all together and I said, look, guys, 
we're going to have to work together if we're going to survive. We're going to have to work together if we're going to succeed and be powerful. And there was like this unity in that. And anger was one of those parts of myself. I think that's a part of other people as well. Mindfulness has helped me with my anger in many ways. When I'm able to engage with life, when I'm mindful, I don't find myself becoming angry that much. You know, perhaps someone crosses a boundary or says something or does something that pushes one of those buttons or touches a part of myself that hurts where I would typically lash out. I find myself, when I'm mindful, softening up around that pain and that energy and feeling it and working through it. But then, like I said, where I get caught is when it's busy, when I'm frazzled, when there's my attention is pulled in too many directions, that's when anger has the chance to bypass the, oh shoot, what you just did kind of hurt me or what you just kind of did made me feel something I didn't want to feel or any of those things. I don't have time to process it that way. That's when the anger can happen. So mindfulness has allowed me to get down to the root of the problem rather than, you know, the tree of anger to let that blossom and turn into this big thing. I get down to the root. I say, hey, you hurt me. You made me feel something I didn't want to feel. You made me remember something I didn't want to remember. You disrespected me. I feel small now because of what you said. And so feeling those at that the root before they can grow into anger has helped me a lot. And my challenge and opportunity for the future, I think, is to continue to cultivate that mindfulness. I've been continuing to be at work and feel my breath, you know, six seconds in, six seconds out. And doing that has helped a lot. I think my challenge will be is in those moments where business is picking up or all these sights and colors are starting to distract me and pull me in and pull me away from, away from myself, I think my challenge will be to remember my mindfulness in those moments and come back and see if I can retain some of that inner peace as things are chaotic in my environment. So here's a new segment called Quick Tip. Now, this is a quick tip, and it kind of ties back to being mindful, but having a morning practice, starting out your day Starting out your day with a dose of meditation and taking your mind and focusing it, bringing it inside your body, your awareness inside of your body in the mornings, even for 10 minutes, allows you to enter your day with that sense of awareness and begin that way before you've even become disturbed, before you've looked at the clock and realized you're 10 minutes late. So you rush to work and now you're all frazzled. You meditate in the morning before you get in a little argument with your wife, your girlfriend, your boyfriend, your husband. You meditate before these things so that you can start out your day with a sense of mindfulness and peace that will carry on and flavor the rest of your day. It gives you a baseline to start from. So I recommend cultivating and developing a morning practice, mindfulness practice. This episode was interesting for me to talk about. As you know, I'm new to podcasting, and so I'm trying to figure out what kind of content I want to share with you. So it was kind of interesting slash slightly awkward to, I guess, figure out how I'm going to share with you. It was also nice during the, the process of recording this to realize that many people, I think, struggle with anger in their practice or any of those strong emotions that seem to take over. And if you've enjoyed this podcast, I encourage you to hit follow or to subscribe so that you can be notified when I put out a new episode And thank you for listening. Thanks for stopping in. My name is Matt, and this has been the Imperfect Buddhist Podcast. I'll see you soon.